0: Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of Three Dumplings, a podcast from three Asian girls about the issues, concerns, and absurdities of our lives. I'm writer Hannah Rose Yee, and I'm here with my co-hosts, blogger Peony Lim, hey. and photographer Kit Lee. Hello. We're back. <laughs> We're <laughs> back. Did you miss us (laughs) all those weeks without a steamer of dumplings in your podcast app? All those lonely Sunday mornings spent wondering what we would have to say about the issues of the day. I know you've all been pining for us, haven't you? (laughs) <laughs> we're just kidding, but we hope that you have missed us even a little bit because we've missed you so much. And I've missed recording like this with you guys, my podwives, sitting around Peony's end table talking shit for an hour or two with producer <laughs> Ryan. Oh, we're
1: going expletives <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> I changed the rating last
0: season, so we're like we're, we're stuck ready with that. Yeah. That was too much. <laughs> but I have to say full disclosure: we're not back. Back. This isn't the first episode of season two. It's just a very special little bonus episode because we missed you. And And each other so much. We thought we would revisit some of our most talked about topics from the first season and discuss how we feel now, a few months after we first recorded them. And we've also asked you to send in some questions for the three of us, which we thought we would answer in the second half of the episode. But first things first, the episodes. One of the big subjects of the first season was crazy rich Asians. When I listen back now to those first episodes, I reckon every single one has a mention of the book or the movie or Henry Golding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry for being so thirsty
0: everyone (laughs) and we've all seen the movie actually because we hosted a very special screening with warner brothers in their brand new screening room to launch the podcast with our listeners and friends back in september
1: thanks so much you guys that came that was so fun to meet some of you
0: so lovely to meet you all it was such a special night, and um, we really, really enjoyed it. And I was sitting next to Penny, and I know that Penny shed a few tears at I the I end. I saw in
1: every movie. That's like Hannah cried too. Great, I saw, but it was a great movie. I really liked it a lot.
0: And I'd already seen it once at that point, and I still <laughs>
2: cried. What did you think of the movie, Kit? I really loved it because it's a breath of fresh air. It's unlike any Asian movies. This is more um, of a love story. It's non-cliche. Even though the storyline is predictable, but it's still enjoyable. I just love how they throw in, you know, Asian culture, uh, the fashion, um, the glitzy and the g- glamour. And it's amazing to see new bunch of actors that we've not mm. seen before. I mean, I know Constance Wu from from Fresh Off the Boat.
1: I really like the guy that played Colin, but I've never seen him in anything else.
0: Chris Pang.
1: He's stunning.
0: He's Australian is, <laughs> his body, oh my god!
1: But I liked his face. I liked his um, representation of that character.
0: I love his accent. <laughs> I where you're going there? Are you were gonna? Yeah, I liked his face too. <laughs> Yeah, he was great. I thought Gemma Chan was Gemma really Chan. Great. Oh my she's, God. So she's so beautiful. And, you know, Astrid in the books is this very She's
1: great as Astrid. Yeah, mm. she's this kind so of well-castriction style yeah. icon, yeah. yeah.
0: And she is perfect casting. And I know you're reading the book now, so are you enjoying the book? Enjoying the book
1: greatly. I like the book partly because it fulfills reading in the modern age for me perfectly. I am not the kind of person that has the time or ability to have the self-control to go to bed an hour early to read before bed. Mm. That just That's not my real life. I wish it was. I aspire to those future days in my life but right now, I'm lucky if I get 15 minutes and that book is written so bite sized. The chapters are so short you can genuinely read mm. and enjoy a chapter and then go to bed so it's like not... The thing where you finish half a chapter and then you kind of pick it up the next day and you can't really remember where you finished it, like you get a nice bite size each night, which is good. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. I haven't read a book. Can I read it after you, Peely? There's a
1: whole queue. It's actually Hannah's book. She lent it to me, and literally Francis wants it. was like fifty people oh, behind me no. that want it. Yeah. I really want Matthew to read it too.
0: Yeah, you go get it in the queue, Kit. But <laughs> we might have to do some multiple
1: purchases. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Are there any other movies you guys have seen since that episode that have kind of resonated, or you felt like they've represented? in a new way because I was on the airplane coming back from Miami this week and I saw Hitch which classic rom-com but I completely forgot how multiracial that movie is and that movie's quite old now mm. and think about it the intro couples that are like the examples of Hitch work Hitch's work one of them's a Chinese girl with a white guy Hitch is obviously black and um What's the name of that actress? Is it Eva Mendes? Eva Mendes, like she's Cuban. So there's like there's quite a lot of diversity represented in a movie that's quite old yeah. now. And I watched it and I was like, love this, guys, and great movie. So is there anything else you guys have seen that you haven't realized? That the movie
2: with Will Smith in it. Yeah,
1: where he's the dating ah, doctor. Do you know what I mean? It's I, so fun. Oh my god, that's so old. It's so it old, but old, but that's what I'm saying that's like a great example of diverse yeah. couples I don't remember, in a quite old I, movie.
0: I um saw the Henry Golding. Sorry to like. So
1: just get Perfect. back on my, Perfect. get my lane.
0: Um, <laughs> the movie that he made with Blake Lively, A Simple Favour.
1: Oh, is that good? Because I keep seeing adverts for that and yes. I do kind of love Blake Lively. It's
0: really good. I is it wasn't actually? expecting it to be that surprised. No, I was surprised. I thought okay. it was going to be like a kind of silly... Um, you know, like thriller, yeah. and it's actually really funny, and I don't know why I was surprised about that because it's a Paul Feig movie, so he made Bridesmaids and mm. you know spy and stuff, so he is a like you know a comedy director, but um, can you give us a
1: little kind of without yeah. giving away what the movies? About? So
0: basically, Henry Golding and Blake Lively are married, and he's a writer, and she is you know works in PR for a fashion brand, and then she goes missing, and her best friend, um, who's played by Anna Kendrick, kind of like tries to solve the mystery of her going missing, but then at the same time, sort of gets involved with Henry Golding. And um, it's sort of gone girly, so it's kind of like, okay. is you know, you know how in Gone Girl Ben Affleck was like, is he the good guy? Is he the bad mm, guy? You don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's the same with Henry Golding, and he's so good in it because he's so charming that you can never really work out what's going on beneath the surface with him. Mm-hmm. He's like perfectly cast in that movie, and it's crazy to think that both these movies with him. Have come out within you know four or five weeks mm. of each other. Right, and he'd never made a movie before. It's amazing. Like mm. Lively wears only three piece suits in the movie, basically like tailored. Love it. You would. She's love like it, all peony. about the Ralph Lauren
1: suit at the moment, isn't she? As well. Love she, it. It's just so gorgeous. Into that. Okay, That's... might have to commit to that watch then. Mm. Anything I... that you've seen, kids? Um, movies, no. I've but been... you're really into that TV show, right? There was,
2: yes, there was this TV show that came out in the summer in China, and it's called um, The Story of the Yansi Palace. It's based on the Qing Dynasty uh, king and the maiden fell in love or um, seeking revenge, seeking justice, blah, blah, blah. It's a 70, 70- yeah, it's a 70 episode. Oh, wait, seven
1: zero. Seven
2: zero. yes. Uh, is it on Netflix? No, it was on an IQE, which is China's answer to Netflix. So, okay, so imagine... watch it? How you I watched it, it on YouTube. Oh. I found it on YouTube. I managed to watch all 70 episodes in, in one Mandarin. week. Yes, it was in Mandarin. Oh. With, with subtitles? With uh, Chinese subtitles, but it was in... Simplified Chinese subtitles because I I cannot read it. I we even, need some
1: English subtitles. I
2: know there were Chinese sub uh, English subtitles, but it was just a bit slow at the moment. Oh, okay. So it could go up to thirteen episodes.
1: They'll probably sell it if it does well, though, and then i will get good mm. subtitles. Yeah,
2: so I read it up online. I read up. I read it up online, saying that how this drama became a success. Uh, online streaming because it re- each episode it received 130 million views. Oh, oh my Now altogether 70 episodes, that's about 13 billion views worldwide.
1: And it hasn't been dubbed into English or it subtitled properly, Exactly. Yeah. When they
2: say worldwide, really they mean China. Asia, like I mean, yeah. that's as in like people have have access to iqe yeah. wow. the, yeah. the Chinese african Netflix. So it's
1: like bigger than Downton Abbey, but I quite a bigger than a Bodyguard, which everyone seems <laughs> to think is like the saviour of television. I um, so. haven't watched that. Yeah. And I have no
0: intention you <laughs> You're not missing out on it. I don't think that's a controversial yeah. opinion, but
1: it was fine.
0: It was, yeah. Okay. Listen,
1: I feel like I have, I'm going to say, like the most first world issue now. I have so little time to watch TV. When I'm watching, I'm going to watch something I know is good. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to risk it on something that might be good. Mm. I'm like it's sticking really, to that. Hand, really, really good. Hand quality. Mm, I yeah. literally
2: had to watch it like two hours before I go to bed. I mean, it was so good. It was a full You were
1: literally on your stories. It was like, if you guys <laughs> no. don't follow Kit on her stories, it literally was all about this drama. It was. Finding costume I feel like references. I literally on your enjoyed story. it through her stories. It was
2: the production. It was just incredible. Yeah. They spent six million dollars on production like the
0: set the costume everything was all handmade handcrafted I love
1: period historical
0: drama yeah Yeah. our second episode was about food which was very fun for all of us because it is our number one pastime (laughs) (laughs) um but something that we wanted to share is that we're thinking about doing a sort of special christmas slash new year um food-based episode that involves... Uh...
1: Interactivity.
0: Right. Is that a, That's all we're going to say? Is that a word?
1: Experiential listening.
0: Yeah. We're not going to give too much away, right? It's. Just, <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll say now. But,
1: like, it would involve you guys doing something while we do something. Mm. So, that sounds creepy and sexual. <laughs> uh, moving on to our sex episode. So, so let us know on Instagram um, or on Twitter if you think that would be fun, if you would like to do something like that with us. us Food-related. 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 Non-sexual. Non-sexual. <laughs> or-
2: have yum tar with us, <laughs> discuss. I mean,
1: we're always down for that, <laughs> we so are always down. did when some yeah. from Miami, so I, I just came back from Miami, and um, Hannah's been away as well. And I said, Matthew said, What did you eat while you're away? And I gave him literally a bite by bite blowdown of what I'd eaten across this like three day trip. And I finished, he was patiently listening and went, Yeah, yeah, yeah sounds good. And at the end, he was like, It's a little bit weird how you can remember every single thing you've eaten in four days, and I was like, "What are you talking about? That's totally normal." He's like, "That's not normal." (laughs) That's about all all I remember from my America trip,
0: right? I'm like, "Well, I had that really good club sandwich at that place, and then I went and had you know soup dumplings from that place, and then I went and did that, (laughs) and then I went and did that." Yeah, it's 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 totally normal, right? No, (laughs) no for us it's normal <laughs> also in our second episode we talked a lot about restaurants and we have eaten at a couple of good ones that we wanted to share with you <laughs> since we recorded kit and i had a really good dinner at bun house in london um
1: i thought we were gonna get bowels you two are literally cheating on me fyi i know i i go away, away? you were away whatever you went to dinner without me you were away we had a
0: meeting. We had dinner together. Yeah, we did it was have a meeting. good. They're <laughs> gonna have
1: guys, they're going to cut me out of the podcast. That's what's
0: happening. <laughs> I thought we were going to have vows. And then Kit was like, no, they only have them upstairs. And I was like really disappointed. And then we, it was actually much better. We had this like clay pot um, yeah. pork that was, I mean, And then peony. they just basically was,
1: sent me a million pictures was like of them having a great time and eating food. And I was like, <laughs> what the F, guys? Yeah. I mean, the interior was Was it when amazing. I was at Fashion Week?
0: You
2: were no, somewhere. you
1: were. Where were you?
0: Who cares? Nantucket. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. And the um, other place we all ate at together this time, we went to Yoacha. And I had, I had never been, oh, yes. so that was so good, very right? exciting. Did you
1: enjoy your cake? We had takeaway cake oh, as well. Oh, my God. So good, the right?
0: cake was great. The Fan were... Amazing. We need to go back. Actually, we have to go back. It was so, so good.
1: good. The and soft shell crab. So... Oh my god, oh, soft shell that was, so was so good. good. Their cucumber pickles the best as well. I love those pickles.
0: And just the like the the crockery was so yeah. beautiful. It's Everything really was, was lovely. Really cool. yes yeah. really
1: nice. Um. So me and Kit went behind your back, yes. and we went so, to exactly. <laughs>
0: where were you hannah she was away
1: too so we went to flesh and bun and it was delicious you basically fill your own bun with your choice that was really good and we had like the fried rice and you know like clay pot fried rice and all that stuff it was really good yum i also when i was in miami i went to the same restaurant that i'd been to before but i forgot how good it is it's called um q k y u i think you pronounce that q um and it's like a fusion kind of japanese Japanese? star restaurant um, and I went there about a year ago and um, by chance, the hotel I was with rebooked booked it for me and it was so good. They do like this really delicious kind of whole baked cauliflower dish and mm, just like, yeah, it was really good. Like, you know, when it's like a really amazing yuzu salad dressing and just stuff like that it was really good. Epic coconut cake. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love
2: coconut cake.
1: Oh, so that was oh, I'm hungry now. Yeah, me too. Oh, I'm so <laughs>
2: Where have uh, you been, kid? I went to uh, Merga without YouTube. I went with a blogger friend. <laughs> oh,
1: she's starting a new podcast. For ours,
2: Anna. <laughs> uh, Merga is uh, Xi'an. You know Xi'an, the yeah, city? Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, northern China uh, local delicacy. It's all spicy food, hand pulled noodles. Oh. <gasps> it's quite spicy, but it's really delicious. And they have dumplings, they have uh, like a it's kind of like a pan-fried pork burger. That was quite unusual. I never had that before. Um, wow. I think we should go there. Um, yeah, that was it. It was a very quick dinner Yum. with a friend. Yeah.
1: We, does anyone else think that we might sound like the minions when we're talking about food, where one person speaks and the others just go, Yum!
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> ah. It's a very important topic yeah. for us in
0: our relationship. I'm really hungry now. I me too. <laughs> Our sixth episode and final episode of the first season was, as a surprise to absolutely no one, one of our most listened to and popular episodes of all time, and it was about sex and dating.
1: (laughs) 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 Who knew (laughs) guys? (laughs) Sex
0: sells. (laughs) (laughs) People particularly liked Kit's Jonathan Reese Myers story, which oh. I have to say remains my favourite thing that has that ever happened was on this podcast.
2: Embarrassing. I mean, I had also, a few friends; that were like laughing to death. I'm like, Kit, what, what are you doing? I mean, I mean, that's the job of a stylist assistant. I mean, there was one friend who sent me a message. It was David. He said he was on his way to work when he was listening to podcasts, was having coffee, and when he heard that part, he just spat out his coffee. <laughs> he literally had to stop walking. And he was dribbling with coffee and saliva, laughing at the same
0: time. I was like...
1: Look how much I'm joy so you bring to people's well. Yeah, aren't you glad we shared that beautiful anecdote of your creepiness? Yeah, the, the last episode, it, yeah. <laughs> the best thing about it
0: is that we trimmed it down so much. There is so much that isn't actually in the episode that was, you know, well, padding out that story. I had so. save the
1: best bit till last. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing is everyone thinks about doing stuff like that, but Kit actually did it.
0: I know. And
1: then owned <laughs> the up, the up hero to it to on the <laughs> podcast.
0: I watched Bender like Beckham on the plane back oh from New York, God, actually. I and him. I was like... Oh my God, he's in there!" Yeah, it's kind of like that right? was my yes. introduction to him. Okay. And I was watching it and I was sort of like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 And aside from the fact that that movie is so good and I always forget how good it is. And then I watch it and I'm just like back to being 13 and like wanting to play soccer and whatever. Um, football. Um, and yeah, he's in England now. really, really cute in that yeah. movie. <laughs> he's so cute. It's the eyes. eyes. Yeah. And he's cute oh, as nice. he was still really hot there. Yeah, but he's not as nice in the tutors In Benedict Beckham, he's such a good boy. You know, he like yeah. wants. to... How is that hot to you? No, like he's so nice to her. Like he goes and talks to her parents, and he wants her to play really good football and get a scholarship. And it's so sweet. You're so it's just the
2: Irish charm in him. You know, it's very attractive. Right.
0: <laughs> So now for the mailbag portion of the episode, we asked and you delivered. So thank you for sending in a huge number of questions for us to answer. Apologies if we don't make it through everyone's questions this time, but we will save some of them up for a future mailbag episode, maybe at the end of next season. So the first question is from at moonwabbit
1: as in a wabbit with a w with a w yeah. i thought i was just like self
0: moon rabbit yeah. great moon wabbit.
1: yeah or is that just Asian <laughs> pronunciation what's going on there
0: they want to know our favorite makeup item and what is the one skincare item that we can't live without Ooh. Ooh y- 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 i have two items too
1: obsessed with that kind of thing it's how can you pick just two
0: yeah i think you're i mean two is okay <laughs> i thought you were gonna say <laughs> i have 10 items
1: have you already chosen yours
0: I already know. Okay,
1: can you go first so I can think about it?
2: Uh, well, it's two items I can't live without is, uh, can I say brand name? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, We're not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> this isn't the BBC.
2: <laughs> Other brands are available. Yeah. Redacted
1: mascara
0: <laughs> yeah. from...
2: Uh, so two items I can't live without is Innisfree Green Tea Seed Hydrating Serum. Oh. Um,
0: because I have, you got the product code as well there, kid, and the price.
2: Yeah, it's it's a green bottle.
0: (laughs) Um, I have
2: dehydrated skin, so I need something to, you know, Mm. um, I don't drink water that much. So, um, yeah, I need something to to hydrate my skin, um, make my skin look more dewy, and it's easier to apply moisturiser lotion on top. So I apply, like, I apply the serum twice a day, morning and evening. And the second kind of second item is Porepore lip balm. Oh. Um, I have dry lips. Mm. Big lips, dry lips. I mean, I can't live without it. I mean, if you have like dry patches on your skin you can use your yeah. Porepore to just patch up the dry area. Porepore is a miracle product. Oh, it's such can a you miracle. Get it here? Yeah, yeah, you, you can, can get it on Amazon. And
1: you can also get it on Liberties and stuff. great. But you can get it at Space NK maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And your makeup products?
2: Makeup products, oh, I really don't know to be honest. I mean it's just two skincare items.
1: Oh. Hannah?
0: Well, I'm I'm the wrong person to ask this. I don't really wear makeup, <laughs> so um, I don't know. Like mascara, I suppose, but it doesn't I don't have a brand name or anything. Skincare item. Um, it would be, I use this Exfolicate cleanser that has AHAs and BHAs in it and it's really good.
1: Mm. Um, so I definitely couldn't live without Evelom cleanser. Mm. That's like, I need that to exist in life because I also have to wear so much makeup for work and like I have to try so many different things and that cleanser can remove anything and mm-hmm. set me back to zero and I think that's so important. Um, in terms of like, Skincare on the top of that, I am really obsessed with the La Mer Eye Concentrate, that under-eye cream. Mm. Like, if you've ever had, like, irritated or, like, dry eyes, you know when you get that kind of bumpy texture yeah. to your skin? Mm. It just completely gets rid of that and is really soothing. And, you know, all that blue light screen time, mm. I need something to fix that. Makeup-wise, mm. I really, really love the Sensei. Like they do, like a white base mascara, and then they do a volumizing mascara, and those two mascaras are like, yeah, everything that to gives me. you an extra volume. Right now. A good Great. mascara is a, just the desert island yeah. product. Like that's the only thing you, if yeah. you're gonna
0: just do one thing, you know. Yeah, essentially.
1: I feel like you can live with concealer and mascara alone pretty well, to be honest.
0: Yeah. If you can smuggle Paw into your skincare, know, then you'll be fine. No, but
1: you can also mix your concealer into a moisturiser and basically yeah. make a tinted moisturiser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. it's very MacGyver of you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Danny.
0: We had at Growing Up and Memory. Asking how do you make friends when you're in an area where you don't have things in common or dot dot dot. The question dropped off there. Um, I couldn't see what the rest of it was. But I imagine she's it's asking about how new places. Does that. Yeah, like once you Some kind of times out, you can't see it. But I imagine that she's asking about um, how do you make friends in new places, which is something that has been weighing on my mind a lot as I'm in a new city. Um, well, I guess for me, I have got some friends already in London, so that helps. And then through that, I sort of like can, you know, like attach myself like a little barnacle to those friendship groups. So like, for example, I'm like made friends with some of your friends, Penny yeah. and, and you know, you as well, Kit. Like I think that, and, and, you know, Frances as well, I'm like making friends with some of her mm-hmm. friends. So like I think mm-hmm. that helps um, if you already have someone that you can kind of just like base route. worm your way into their life too. But um, I think there are other really great ways to do it. Um, I think joining a gym is a really good way to meet people and make friends because you often like can find a pal there and and usually they're also people that are like looking to meet people as well mm. so any kind of thing that's like a class or mm-hmm. activity
1: mm. i think that's a totally. good way Thanks. and i also think you have to be like really proactive mm. like you can't expect other people to come up and be like do you need friends mm. <laughs> that's not a thing if you see someone that you like the look of and you think you can mm. be friends with them you just need to be brave enough and go up to them and say hey i'm you know peony and i just moved here yeah, You know, just yeah. be honest and be normal and people will respond to that, I think. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's like any kind of thing where you want to meet
1: people, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you have to sort yeah. of you have to be the proactive driver. And you need to, like, message them mm-hmm. and follow up and, mm. like, don't expect people to chase you. They're not going to. Their lives are busy. Mm. That doesn't mean they don't want to be friends with you. They're just, you know, they're moving on with their busy lives. You need to be making the effort because you're the one that needs something from the situation.
0: At Stacy Satoki wants to know how our significant other's family reacted to us not being of the same race as them. I think this one is for Penny as Kit and I are <laughs> single and ready to mingle. So no, that one's guys, for you. We both had partners that weren't
1: Asian or mixed race okay, as that's well. True. So I feel that's like it's true. relevant for everyone. Anyway, you can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. Um how did my family feel about it? Well, obviously I come from a mixed race family, so they the, I don't think either party were really in a position <laughs> to veto on that basis. And I think
0: but I think Matthew's family, I think it was had your
1: significant other's family. Yeah, your in-laws. I mean They've never said anything to mm. me about it. Um, I've, it. Honestly, it's never. I've, I've probably had more conversations with his siblings mm. than than his fam, like his parents, about it. And um, I think you have to. It's difficult, but I think you have to expect a level of curiosity uh, because they are, you know, from a different experience set than you. So I think you kind of just have to field quite a few questions. Yeah, I um well-meant questions
0: I've only had like one sort of weird experience and that was just again I think it was well-meaning but it was um my boyfriend his family uh, my ex-boyfriend his family had like organized this like big thing dinner you know to meet me and stuff and then they like made this big song and dance that you know they were you know doing this big dinner and it was like all (laughs) Thai food and I was sort of like I want to say fuck off well I (laughs) was a little bit like I mean it was I don't think they, I, I don't, I just think they just, yeah, but they made this, this is, thing okay, about this like giving me the food of, the of my people, quote unquote. Yes. And it was like, oh, I mean, I love Thai food. It was delicious. But I was not very not happy, Thai. but I'm not <laughs> Thai. So it was very strange experience. Um, and they kept talking about Thailand.
1: I was, oh, I don't gosh. know if maybe this was like. <laughs> did a, he think you were from Thailand? <laughs> no. So did. where was the Thailand thing from? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was Didn't a lost think in translation thing. you Chinese?
0: Yeah, they knew I was Chinese, so I don't know. It, it was what, where, where,
2: where's the
1: connection with
0: Thailand? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know noodles. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I love Thai food, but it was it was weird. That was weird. Wait, was, so and okay, so, so you were as told
1: as well. kind of like come meet my parents. Yeah. come to dinner, mm-hmm. and then they kind of told you we're making this great yeah. effort for you. We're having this big dinner, mm-hmm. and then you arrived and it was all Thai food. And it was like did curry, they tell you before it was all, all going to be taziyou.
0: Thai food? No, I arrived oh, okay. and it was Thai food. Maybe because was, they like Thai food, I think they did like Thai food, but they I think they also thought that it was like giving me my food. So yeah,
1: it's strange. <laughs> I find that as shocking as you found the Asian porn thing.
0: Yeah, it was very strange,
1: That's and I was I was so weird. young I
0: like didn't really know what to do. So I just sort of yeah,
1: never really approached the subject, but it was very bizarre. I mean, I've never had I've never had an an boyfriend's parents or a, or a husband parents say anything to me about it mm. but i don't feel like it's in england necessarily someone of that generation's first choice for their child to end up with someone mixed race and i can't even give you a good reason why i think it's just like old-fashioned but i think i think getting married from any racial background people don't realize what like a big deal that is to the family members I think quite often particularly in the modern age we think that it's just about us because yeah. that's what rom-coms tell us that mm. it's all about mm. you and yeah. your relationship experience and it's not about your family that's not the focus yeah. but actually you know it affects your whole family when you get married and it's mm. a big change yeah. in a dynamic that's been fixed probably for 30 years or around about that exactly. time yeah, yeah. yeah, and it is a massive shift and no one really warns you and I think for some people's families it is a lot less of a um, change than for others and it depends on how your family is set up and how they feel about who you're marrying and you know it's different for everyone but it is a big thing and I think a lot of parents who are not pushy in any other way and have not necessarily pushed a lifestyle or whatever mm-hmm. onto their children up until that point when they get serious and into a relationship like that they suddenly see you know this massive divide in the child's life of like what they'll be able to do if they marry this person and what they'll be able to do if they don't mm-hmm. and they obviously have a preference for their child and it's quite hard for a lot of yeah. parents to not speak up. I think that's very normal in every racial background that it, they kind of, it's almost as a parent you and as a sibling and as a friend you kind of have to let go of the version of your friend or family member that you mm-hmm. thought existed mm. and accept the new version of them that has chosen that person mm. because it does sometimes show you a completely new, in a completely new light who your friend or family member is when they choose someone So maybe for your mum, it was kind of also like, oh, I, you know, I thought that you would have a certain kind of looking grandchild. And that was how I Mm envisaged my future life with this grandchild. And now I have to reframe how I see my future rather than Mm -hmm. just your future.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just sort of expectations of the kids, especially if you have a son. That's a totally different story.
0: Because your
1: brother's not married. And your brothers aren't married either, are they?
0: No, I mean, they're, they're
1: very, they're young. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah, little babies.
0: One of them only just turned 21, so.
1: Oh, (laughs) baby! Real babies! We've never met Hannah's brothers.
0: They'll be here in December. So. Yay!
1: Can we meet your brother? Oh, my brother? God, are we going to have a blog, a blog, a podcast We should. My parents dinner? will be there too. So yeah. cute. You can
0: meet my parents. Meet the siblings,
1: <laughs> my mum, meet my dad.
0: Um, Did
1: Frances tell you about the ginger baby she knows?
0: If Kit's number one story is the Jonathan Rees Myers story, my number one story based on all my friends who have texted me being like, this is hilarious, <laughs> is my dad wanting the, the the ginger um, half-Asian baby? <laughs> and uh, Frances, our friend, <laughs> told us about the ginger redhead um, uh, baby that she knows, baby that she knows that's half Asian, and and yeah, I told. She's my like, dad, it's
1: real. The myth is real. It's totally real. <laughs> it's totally
0: real. Dad is like, I think keeping count of how many he has seen IRL, and he still hopes that the dream is alive out there. It
1: could be alive for your grandchild His grandchildren. I suppose so, but then I guess. Yeah, I guess if you marry a redhead or one of your brothers does, it could happen.
0: Considering that there's red on my mum's side, it's actually very possible. All my cousins are, well, two of my cousins are redheads. So yeah,
2: I found
1: like ginger, ginger. hair
2: in my, in, yeah, I found a ginger hair strand in my head the other day. I really? Like, hey. <laughs> are
1: you planning on marrying one of Hannah's
2: brothers?
1: <laughs> well, Who knows? <laughs> <You> never know. <laughs> Who needs dating apps? Just get a podcast.
0: At Waverly underscore Korean wants to know how we feel about people telling us that we have found success because we are Asian, i.e. the token factor.
1: In this podcast or in life?
0: I think in life, I think.
1: Oh, definitely. That's not happened to me.
0: hasn't happened to me either. So, Kit?
1: If anything, I feel like it
0: has been harder.
1: Yeah. I mean, success is just the
2: beginning, isn't it? I mean. Oh God! You got deep.
0: Yeah, you took the different different <laughs> approach to that. Question.
1: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> That's I, why know. I love that. Kit. It's like we're I so don't think I am
0: successful, and we're like we've never been. <laughs> I mean, the word success—it's
2: one of the Asians' obs- you know obsession. I mean, topic in Hong Kong. Mm.
1: Oh, I think amongst Asians, the world over. I mean,
2: I think I had that conversation with my with my mom years ago, when I had a book deal. I thought that was a success. I do had you a, not book
1: know she has a book. I have a oh book. Oh my gosh. I will give you my book. Oh my I, I God. do have your book somewhere here. Yeah. Why didn't bury a the leaf? That's amazing. Me and Sheeny
0: made a book together. Oh my God. DIY. That's amazing.
1: Oh. Do I, let we'll let me look will chat later. In my book You're button. an author. Yeah. Yes. Fresh <laughs> author. And my mum was so happy for Kit. She was like, Kit, I'm so proud of you. Because it was like when I was working with her already. And Kit, I, my mum was like, your mum must be so proud. And she was like, she doesn't really care. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, I spoke to my mum about, I had this book deal. I thought that was a success for me. It but was. Success. But the way she defines success is, is about being a successful human being.
1: What, as in morally? Yes. Oh, God. Oh. She a bit- <gasps> What's wrong with us?
2: I was like really upset by her reaction I live up
0: to that though you know
1: <sighs> you're a good person it's okay i can vouch for you
0: i was really upset when you're she successful said that to as me. a person and you're also successful as a professional i say a for a professional work. person <laughs> this is work this is my, my
2: dream because i knew i would, you know wow. would have a book one day yeah and i, I did it love a book. and then amazing. that's it retirement is oh. here
0: <laughs> wow at TFFP underscore asked me a specific question. Um, she wants to know my advice for young writers, which is a very good question. Uh, the best thing that I did when I was a young writer, I hope I still am a young writer, um, yeah. is I had a blog, which is how I met um, both of you, uh, Penny and Kit, and many, many other friends um, it's not live anymore, but the best thing about it was that basically you could write every day. And I would set myself a challenge to write every day for however long I could. Sometimes I wrote every day for months on end. Sometimes it was just, you know, for a week, but it was really valuable to just hone those skills. Writing is a muscle at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And, um, the more you do it, the better you get at it and you hone your voice and you learn, um, yeah you learn about how your tone is and how to craft a good sentence and the other bit of advice is like not very exciting but you just have to read a lot you have to read all the newspapers all the magazines all the websites anything that's in your field you just have to read it and then you read the writers that you like and then you know learn from them and yeah that's those are the two things <laughs> At This Is LA, wrote in to ask about how to deal with obnoxious, conservative, and judgmental Asian relatives.
1: Yeah, everyone's got them. <laughs> First of all, I think everyone should tell a funny anecdote, their most funny anecdote about uh, family or aunties and uncles, which if you're Asian, you'll know what that means. They're not at all related to you. Um, experience of judgment and. Because everyone me no, no no, I think I feel like any, everyone should have everyone's got a story that's hilarious. I'm trying to like think that. of one there's that so I can tell many. on the podcast <laughs> I mean, There's
2: so many, but I can only think of one. Go, go. It Was when I was I think I was a teenager at the time, or maybe early twenties. I mean I have four siblings, so three sisters and a younger brother. I remember during those times where you know we all studying hard for exams, blah blah blah. I remember my mom's cousins, female cousins. They all, they all have kids. I mean, those are, those were the times they like comparing their children to our okay. family. Like, oh, my son is, you know, oh. vice president, Merrill Lynch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my son just passed six GCSEs and he's got a place at a state school or a university.
0: What about your brother or your son? It's like, I'm rolling my eyes oh my cousins it's are like every time, too, yeah, yeah. Not all of them, it's, specific it's, they're
2: very competitive with yeah. their children are. and ours yeah. so we're pretty laid back even though we're not that uh, I don't know, competitive competitive yeah. yeah we're we're the artsy yeah creative i mean it was just my brother i mean i remember my brother my mom was saying you just have to work really hard um go to a good university or get a good job, but he's just so laid back. I mean, he doesn't like this whole auntie fussiness. Mm. I mean, mm. I remember, oh, I don't want to get into details, but sometimes when you have this level of competition, that could break the relationship between cousins and aunties, and I don't like to see that. I mean, I mean they kind of go along fine, but they're still quite competitive what about the next generation
1: are we going to compete our kids with their kids it, they're also like hilariously critical aren't they're
2: they? very critical and judgmental yeah it's
1: hilarious like I've I've had like people tell me like what's wrong with my face <laughs> and how they can fix it for me like what products I need to buy or whatever <laughs> to fix this fatal flaw with my face also have a hilarious family friend who when I was single <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and I was like not yet 30 I was in my late 20s at this time he said to me um look you need to go and freeze your eggs now. Because <laughs> by the time you're 30, those eggs can be rotten. You don't want the rotten egg babies. So just go freeze your eggs now. And I was literally like, 27 year old, single, 27. What are you talking, I think I was maybe even 26 because oh I met God. Matthew when I was 27. So I think I was maybe 26 and I was literally like, yeah, hell is on. happening right now. But he would, he said it to me pretty much yeah. every time he saw me, From about 25 onwards. Rotten
0: egg babies is going to haunt me for the rest of the week. Yeah,
1: And I love him, but, like,
0: no.
2: It's like century eggs. But
1: he'll also tell me, like, every time I come in, he'll be like, there's something wrong with you. Like, he'll he'll be like, your eyebrows are weird. But it's with love. I Like, I I love him. And it's, I don't, I can't fit, see, you have to just remind yourself there's a cultural gap mm. okay like if you've grown up in the west we don't criticize in the west openly like that yeah in asian culture, culture you do yeah. criticize with love and it's a love language it's yeah. a love language it's yeah. like yeah. it's like monkeys picking fleas off each other exactly. it's not it's a caring thing rather than a critical with A bit nasty of a sarcasm so. <laughs> totally so it is quite hard and you do have to just remind yourself they're not saying this to make me feel bad they're saying this to tell me they love them yeah love me
0: the moment i remember mum kind of realizing and she told me that basically she was like okay i I can't deal with this criticism anymore. And she basically just put me in every item of clothing she had bought to Hong Kong. I was like, but there are pictures of me. this like Michelin man, baby, like, like literally just like zipped up into like 50 jackets and all these things. Because my grandmother kept being like, that baby's too cold. That baby's too cold. That baby's too cold. <laughs> Why, is, really that cold? Why is that baby cold? Why is that baby cold? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then she like brought me to the, you know, to the yum cha parlor in this like ridiculous outfit. And then my grandma just took one look at me and was like, Amory, that baby is too hot. <laughs> 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 Mom was like, I can't win <laughs> oh, <God. gasps> Lol. thanks for listening to this special seventh episode of three dumplings and we hope you enjoyed it if you would like to leave us a review or rating on apple Podcasts, please do it helps others find us and gives us a little boost in the charts we have to say big thank you to our producer ryan at shortcuts and also to badline studios for our artwork and logo thank you In between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3, the number 3, DumplingsPod, or you can email us at 3, the number 3, again, DumplingsPod, at gmail.com. We will see you all very soon for our second season, and if you have any thoughts on what you would like us to talk about on that season, please write in. You can email us or you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram. We would love to hear from you.
1: And we'd love to hear what you think about our idea for a Christmas special episode, so let us know about that. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.